Greetings to you, my fellow Hecateian witch. I thought I would share in this celebration of Hecate's sacred fires that takes place every May full moon by talking a little bit about Hecate's sacred fires and also sharing a journey with you. Part of the celebration of Hecate's sacred fires, which is an entirely modern celebration, first started about 10 years ago, is uh, to come together and to share the events, whether online or in person, sharing of, uh, you know, pictures of our altars and what we do to honor Hecate on this day are a huge part of this modern tra tradition, making it, you know, a truly contemporary tradition. Many of us, of course, are sovereign practitioners who uh, don't have access to a group, either virtually or in person, where we can come together. Also, we have very busy lives and, you know, scheduling and all these things might not work so we can actually join together. So when discussing uh, how best to support the Keeping Her Keys community uh, in celebrating Hecate Sacred Fires each May, uh, you know, I was talking about this with the, the senior students in Hecate's Modern Witchcraft, and they really liked my idea that I would do this as an audio journey that you can do wherever you are, whenever you have time to do it. The uh, rite of Hecate's Sacred Fires, celebrated on the May full moon, was started in 2010 by uh, the founding members of the Covenant of Hecate. And many of you know that I am a key bearer of the Covenant of Hecate, and I am a longstanding member. The Keeping Your Keys tradition and movement and the Witch's Realm and Hecate's Cave are obviously, you know, where my attention goes now, and I am just so grateful for all of you. But the Covenant will always hold a special place in my heart, and I have mad respect for Serena Deste for starting the Covenant and really doing so much to advance our understanding of historical Hecate here in the 21st century. She's done so much, and I know her books are something, a resource that I use, you know, as a writer and a teacher and a devotee and a witch of Hecate who is so fascinated by Hecate's history. I often turn to her books. So if you're interested in historical Hecate, you know, from a kind of unfiltered, unbiased perspective, I certainly recommend uh, Sarita's book, Circle for Hecate, and her earlier book with uh, David Rankin, uh, Hecate's Liminal Rights. There's also an absolutely fabulous anthology, which I put at the top of my list uh, for books about Hecate, that... Uh, it's called Hecate's Sacred Fires. It's an amazing anthology. There's artwork in it. There's ritual. There's personal experience. There's some history. It's really just a fantastic book, and I highly recommend that you add that to your Hecatean library if you haven't already. Definitely worth the money. It's a bit pricey because it's a big, hefty book. So when Sarita put together that anthology, some of the authors, contributors to that anthology and her came together to form what became the Covenant of Hecate. This is my understanding of the story. And from there, they decided to do a ritual uh, on the May full moon celebrating Hecate. Now, for what I know of the lore surrounding this, that there is no actual ancient historical basis for this event. The energy of May, though, is, of course, very much in keeping with celebrating Hecate's sacred fires because we, uh, you know, for those of you who follow the kind of modern pagan wheel of the year, Beltane, that ancient fire festival, the Celtic ancient fire festival, uh, has been included kind of in the popular wheel of the year. And that's certainly about fire. And there's also the uh, traditional, which is Grand Sabbaths that come to us from Germany and uh, some other European cultures where May Eve or the first of May or the first full moon after the spring, uh, you know, after the spring equinox was uh, 
was seen as a time where witches gathered. So I think it's interesting here because we have two kind of really distinct streams coming together to kind of, it, it kind of gives a case study in modern witchcraft. And so we have on one side the celebration of things like Beltane, which would have been a cultural festival, not necessarily a religious festival. And there's certain aspects of Beltane that are still celebrated, for example, in Ireland and Scotland in terms of having uh, bonfires at this time of the year. Wasn't necessarily part of an ancient religion. And then we look at the lore around the idea of the witch's grand Sabbath and how that relates to the fiery, uh, you know, the fire of uh, creation and madness and all the things that witches would get up to at these, uh, you know, these festivals of folklore that may or may not have any basis in reality. But I love them and I love the lore. And, you know, there's usually some kind of grain of fact in the lore surrounding anything so if we look at things like what um, which is night which comes to us from germany i'm not going to attempt to say the german words today because i am still recovering from this cold you can probably hear it in my voice so i'm going to stick to words that fit on my tongue easily so if we but if we look at the lore around things like the witch's grand sabbath what we see is that the stories are about witches coming together to celebrate uh, their witchcraft and to conjure, you know, the devil and demons to have their familiars with them, you know, and familiars in the more traditional sense, which would be like spirits or demons or animals that were purely of the spirit world. So a lot of times we use familiar today to refer to um, an animal, like a living corporeal animal that we have a close affinity with. But traditionally, witches' familiars were part of the spirit world. And they were really part of Hecate's horde, you know, that ancient horde of hers that was comprised of all kinds of demons and uh, goblins and spirits that were seen as nefarious or dangerous but were very much the types of spirits that have uh, traditionally been the witches familiar hecate's horde of course also consisted of the restless dead and the restless dead it's really interesting thinking about hecate's fires and the restless dead i'm just gonna sip my uh, my honey in hot water to keep my throat going so thinking about the restless dead in the ancient practice um, and we still see this in religions today if the dead died in shame based on the standards of the dominant religion they would be denied a proper burial a burial that was culturally and socially acceptable so in ancient times, uh, in particular in the ancient Mediterranean, the custom was to leave these uh, unwanted people uh, at the crossroads. So the crossroads, since you know almost 3,000 years of recorded history that we have about Hecate, has been associated with her as a goddess, of course, of the in-between spaces, but the crossroads was seen by the cultures of the ancient Mediterranean to be very much a place of witchcraft, of magic, and where like the dirty, defiled creatures inhabited. Of course, today we see the crossroads in a very different way because our cultural lens doesn't associate a lot of baggage, especially like nefarious, evil baggage with crossroads. Although we do sometimes see this like from other cultures, like Hoodoo uh, does a lot of work about the cult of, of crossroads work. And there's lore around like the devil being at the crossroads. So there's still, you know, there's crossroads lore. There's crossroads energy that comes to us from other cultures and groups. Okay, so we've kind of got this argument going that there's certain energies, seasonal energies for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere, particularly in Europe and North America, 
that the energy of the month of May makes sense to have it as a special celebration of Hecate and Hecate and witchcraft. So we've got a few things so far that I've talked about. I've talked about uh, fire festivals, which were celebrating the end of the long winter and the return of longer days. So if we look at Hecate's different aspects, we of course see that if we use the, the modern Hecatean wheel of the year, that in the spring and in the month of May, that she really turns to uh, the gatekeeper, the Clydocus, uh, glorious Kidmios energy, Propylaea, like the, the gates are being thrown open at all of the world. And uh, this is in keeping with Hecate as the world soul that comes to us from the Chaldean oracles, which in the Chaldean oracles, <coughs> this ancient text, Hecate was portrayed not so much as an embodied goddess, but a force. And a force that gave life to the world, that she was the fiery flower of creation, and from her fire, all uh, life in the known world flowed. So this association with Hecate, which is certainly one aspect that we work with in Keeping Her Keys tradition, and my personal experience, is something that really comes forward when spring kicks into to high gear. It is about the fire of creation compared to like the fire of destruction that comes along in the fall when we get into the season of decay. It's a very different kind of Hecatean current uh, than the fall current. So the spring current is very much Hecate as the great mother, Hecate Pometer, um, very much about her energy giving birth to new life. And again, this isn't like, uh, although she is in some ancient epithets referred to as the divine midwife, and she's certainly, you know, Corotrophus, guardian of the children. It's not about uh, Pina, like a household mother goddess. Hecate is the great mother goddess, the force of all the material world. It's not even like a Gaia kind of concept. It's about Hecatean force. And in the he Keeping Her Keys tradition, we work with Hecatean currents of energy that imbue all the world and in spring the current moves to the energy of creation and we can capitalize on this energy of creation through our witchcraft we can adapt our rituals to hecate uh, you know to reflect this and that's very much what i've done with uh the ritual celebrating hecate's sacred fires on the mayful root so just a little bit more background about the Keep Eater Keys model of Hecate's Wheel of the Year. We more, more or less, there's three seasons. There would be the season of growth, the season of decay, and then the fallow season in the winter. Our three major festivals work around this system. So here in May, there is with the celebration of spring of her sacred fires. In August, <coughs> there's celebrations of her uh, as Corotrophus, guardian of children, celebration of her night, Hecate of the storms, Hecate is Brimo, uh, and this is all kind of wrapped into the night of Hecate as keeper of the keys. That happens in August on the dark moon. And then in November, which is Hecate's uh, High Holy Month, the Holy Darkness, we move into a series of three rituals on three different nights. So what we begin really on uh, the Witch's New Year on October 31st and November the 1st by celebrating, you know, this turn of the wheel and entering into Hecate's Most Holy uh, Night. And... So they move into also in, on November 16th, we have Night of Hecate of the Underworld. And on November 30th, we have the Night of Hecate of the Crossroads. 
and then on the winter solstice we celebrate the darkest night of the year and i did for sorry for that pause was because i forgot to mention the summer solstice celebrating the brightness of hecate on the longest day of the year so that's kind of like the highlights of the modern hecate witchcraft wheel of the year so here in may based on you know this lore about the witch's grand sabbath based on kind of the modern pagan take on a fire festival in the month of may to celebrate fertility and also just the energy of hecate as the world soul in the month of may it seems like a most appropriate month to celebrate her sacred fires so what do we know historically about hecate and her sacred fires well, Hecate has long been associated with torches, as I'm sure you're aware. But Hecate's uh, association with fire itself extends even beyond the symbology used in the Chaldean oracles, where she is the fire of the world and the fire pulls out of her uh, hips, her loins, into the world, imbuing all of creation. There's also many other ancient quotes that talk about Hecate's association with fire. So one uh, that I want to share with you is from Sophocles' Fragments, Volume 2. And this quote reads, Thou hallowed fire, weapon of Hecate, the road goddess, that she bears when ministering in Olympus on high, and in her haunts by the sacred crossways on earth. This alludes to the very ancient idea that Hecate was both an underworld goddess, hence the reference to the crossroads, and that she also inhabited the starry road. Hecate to the ancients was a complicated goddess, but she was always associated with various fires. There's many fire epithets associated with Hecate. The ones associated with torches include Pyrphoros, uh, Dadophoros, and uh, the one I often use, which is Lampadios. She is Pyrapnoa, fire breather, Pyrophoitos, fire walker, among many other fiery epithets. But my favorite, and the one I think is uh, just a beautiful epithet, is where she is called the Hierospir, the Holy Fire itself. So when we think about the Chaldean Hecate, it is she is very much, uh, you know, this idea that the Holy Fire that creates the world extends right through her into the world, deep into the Earth's core and that she is the mother of the moon, and the moon serves as a mediator between us and all that is beyond us in the world. It's an absolutely beautiful way of viewing um, Hecate's power, and it is very different, I think, than the kind of really limited way that a lot of the different uh, modern writers kind of categorize her as, you know, like a crone, or she's just this goddess, this loner goddess running around with her torches. And certainly for many of us who are Hecatean, we've had experience where she's come to us like at our weakest and been, uh, you know, really shown those torches and saved our lives. I know that's certainly like been my experience. But the hero's peer, the sacred fire that is Hecate, is much, much more. Going beyond her torches, going beyond the fact that these sacred fires of hers have shone the way for so many of her witches for thousands of years, going even beyond to her role as the very fire of creation. Her fires also are that of destruction. They bring about the necessary end to all things. As the world soul, she not only gives life, but she takes life. 
and it is Hecate as this force, the pure primal force that is Hecate, beyond how we try to push her into our human understanding, that is the fire itself. And Hecate, of course, was born of the fire. Her mother was uh, the goddess of the stars, Asteria, and her father was a god of destruction, both older than the Olympians and both based on very, very old myths and archetypal understandings that stretch back thousands and thousands of years. And indeed, Hecate, as their only daughter, represents a great mother goddess figure that has origins deeper and far beyond you know, the limited kind of understanding of Hecate as a Greek goddess. She is much, much older, thousands of years older than uh, the ancient Greek civilization, which adapted her uh, into their own. So for the ancients, fire was life. You know, it's easy to forget in our day and age that fire is uh, so important to human life. We often forget, for example, that cooking, even on our electric range, requires fire. That for those of us who live in colder climates, we heat our home, that still is a source of fire. Fire is very much a sustainer of human life. And the fire of destruction, you know, I just, I think of when I was a kid, they used to burn these large fields near us every spring so that the growth would come back anew. And I think as a child watching these huge grass fires every spring, it really informed how I view fire. And then when I was slightly older, uh, my beloved great aunt's home burnt down. And I remember walking through, uh, you know, the wreckage of her home after and being really struck by the fact that, you know, fire could really do these things. So fire is, like, it is connected to humanity. It is necessary for human life. And, of course, the biggest fire of all, the sun, the sun above, we rely on to sustain life on this planet. Sometimes it's easy to forget that Hecate, I'm sorry, so easy to forget, you might not know, I tend not to talk about it, but Hecate is also has a solar side. If we look at her as the daughter of the stars, then she also, of course, would be the mother of the sun. And if we look at her many references as a mother goddess of all things, it also brings forward the idea that she would be the mother of the sun. The fact that she was given uh, dominion over all other gods implies that she would have had dominion over the sun gods as well. For example, you know, the Greeks had Helios. So it's certainly part of explaining and understanding why May is such a valuable time for tapping into Hecate's fires of creation is thinking about her as a solar goddess. And the final aspect I want to talk about just in terms of like the historiography of what others over thousands of years have thought about and experienced and written and known about Hecate is that she was strongly associated with crops and the harvest in her most ancient versions. You know, it really wasn't until the Greeks got a hold of her that they started to kind of like push and narrow her down to a goddess of the crossroads that was associated with witchcraft because the crossroads was associated with witchcraft. And keep you know, they kept kind of like funneling all of this power, this awesomeness of Hecate as a force, narrowing it. And then the Chaldean oracles uh, came along. And clearly to me, the Chaldean oracles, it was they were channeling uh, a message from Hecate herself that while, you know, certain cultures may try to truncate and limit her that what she really was was the force of creation and of course as the force of creation and destruction she would be special to witches she is the witch mother because we work with these forces we work with fire we are the fire so several years ago i started to uh explore the idea based on a vision about how to really understand Hecate's fires and how to uh, share 
this with everyone who uh, is interested in deepening their understanding of Hecate. So as I was doing my own uh, ritual on the May full moon, honoring her sacred fires, I had this vision of Hecate um, as a pentacle, as having five distinct fires, and that those fires created a circle, a wheel. And of course, Hecate is long associated with the wheel, which we often interpret today using the Strophilos or Hecate's wheel, that labyrinthine um, symbol that many of us have and has such a deep connection to. But for me, so but this Hecate's fires, it was like there was Hecate's wheel, and Hecate's wheel bore forth these five fires that were really like this star, this kind of claiming of witch power. And I did the ritual myself, and I think last uh, 2018, I wrote an article about Hecate's fire, different types of fire, and I included like the basics of the Hecate's fire pentacle ritual in that article. And I've also made a YouTube video uh, that has, uh, I think, me doing the video, the ritual in it a little bit, because I was just enhanced by, sorry, entranced by the whole idea of how I could claim the energy of Hecate's fires and how I could blend and merge these external sources which, with my internal source because Hecate's fire burns within each of us as her witches. And so I became, I've really been working on that ritual for quite a while. I've also written about the Hero's Pier and ways to celebrate the, the Hero's Pier. And uh, I'll make sure you can find that on my Patheos Pagan blog or, and I'll try to make sure I keep a, a link associated with this audio class. So the Hero's Pier uh, can be celebrated in so many ways. We can celebrate it here in May, We can which I think is like the grand Sabbath for celebrating modern Hecate and witchcraft. And we can celebrate it at different points of the Wheel of the Year. We can celebrate it in uh, at the middle of winter when those, her torches, her fire, just the first hints of her fire. We can celebrate it in summer when her glorious fires are just a light everywhere in all of creation and the harvest. We can celebrate it in the fall as her torches uh, point the way to the underworld as we return to Hecate's cave. From our under the underworld, of course, we're reborn and we go through the process all again with all of our lives mirroring the natural wheel of the year. Here we are in May, and the energy of Hecate is as she is ascending, as Sophocles wrote, to Mount Olympus, or what we call in the Keeping Her Keys tradition, the Starry Road. And Hecate's hall along the Starry Road is where she reigns supreme over the summer months, bestowing all of her blessings on the harvest. And like I mentioned earlier, I spent uh, the, a couple of years now really understanding and thinking about Hecate's sacred fires and seeing this vision of, as a wheel of fire. And that this wheel of fire is something that we have within us, we can activate it. And that witchcraft is really a celebration of this wheel of fire. It's a celebration of our own internal fires and connecting to the Hecatean currents that are different types of fires. So I want to just make like talk for a minute about a couple of distinctions here. When I share publicly the wheel of fire, I do keep the inner part of the wheel of fire to the pentacle, the five fires. But for students in the Keeping Her Keys School of Witchcraft, we work with two additional fires. So you may have noticed that the Keeping Her Keys symbol has a star of seven, a septagram, or sometimes called a heptagram. Um, and so within the Keeping Her Keys School of Witchcraft, Hecate's Modern Witchcraft, and the Sacred Seven, we work with the star of seven, and we have seven distinct types of fires. 
So I'll go through and I'll talk about the five fires of Hecate that are accessible to everyone and that I freely share. And then I'll just mention briefly the two fires uh, that students learn about. So the star fire, which is represented by yellow, refers to Hecate's origin as daughter of the stars and destruction. This is the most primal fire from which all the others flow. The star fire burns purest yellow. The world fire is the fire of creation. This is Hecate as the world soul in her creative aspects. Anima Mundi, she is the fire that fuels the creation of all life. Red is the fire of creation. The torch fire refers to her guiding light, but it's also about her torches when they are uh, very difficult to see or extinguished. Now, the, the extinguished torch was often a symbol of uh, underworld deities. Hecate's torches historically are usually lit, but the black torch, or the torch that has the black flame, which it represents her guiding light, speaks to us of the darkest night when her flame is all that we can see. The torch fire burns black. It is the fire of the shadow self. It is the fire of protection. It is the fire of healing. It is the fire that reminds us of the dark warmth of Hecate's cave, that dark womb from which we are all born and to which we will all return. Her torch fires light the purple witch fire. It represents our sovereign power. It is her gifts to her children. It represents that energy within us that speaks to our truth. Anima Mundi, as the fire of destruction, burns clean, leaving the whitest of ash. It is through the fire of destruction that we are initiated and from whence we are reborn. So, as I mentioned earlier, the Wheel of Fire is our sacred symbol of the Star of Seven in my courses that I teach. The remaining two uh, fires that you'd learn about in these courses are the Silver Fire of the Inner Temple, which is all about, uh, we work with the energy of a mystic inner temple. So, the classroom and the uh, gathering place for the Keep Eater Keys School of Witchcraft is on the Starry Road. It's an astral temple in Hecate's Hall where we come together, and this we call our inner temple. The silver torch light imbues truth and wisdom, and it reflects the moonlight that shines down upon all Hecatean witches. The seventh fire refers to the training that students can receive if they wish to become a leader, a writer, a teacher of modern Hecatean witchcraft. And this is the golden fire of the Mistai. So the Mistai, and if you wanted to be strict, you could say that the masculine form would be the Mistoy, but we just use the Mistai in keeping her keys. It refers to her priest and priestess, students, mentors, initiates, and novices, all those who are committed to walking the path of sharing Hecatean witchcraft with each other and of shining the light for others. So that's a little bit about Hecate's sacred fires and her wheel of fire. So I'm asking you now to, uh, if you will, to go on a journey with me to uh, uh, our astral temple. In order to experience this journey, you should uh, make sure you're going to be comfortable. You know, set uh, a safe space to do this work in. Now, there's different ways that you could do this ritual. You could uh, follow along and light the candles and create your own altar and then adapt it and do it entirely yourself. Or you could mystically travel to uh, the inner temple with me 
and watch the ritual be performed by her Miss Chai. Now, in this journey, you're going to be experiencing Hecate's five sacred flames. Once it becomes active, you may start to see animals and spirits and Hecate herself emerge through the flames. You will feel connection to your own five sacred flames. And uh, the overall experience is what a powerful, it's warmth, it's healing, it's revealing, it's all about creating and starting anew. I'm going to recommend, uh, you know, basic purification. You should start with, uh, in the Keeping Our Keys School of Witchcraft, we always do kind of our uh, Curnips ritual, a ritual of purification by water. That is uh, something that I only share within this school, although there's other Curnips rituals that you can easily find online. We also use ash to anoint ourselves and to mark ourselves with Hecate's sacred fire. So if you like, you can have your bowl ready to do your purification, uh, some pure water. You can infuse it whatever with whatever uh, herbs or scents make sense for where you're at. Lavender is always a nice one to purify for ritual. And uh, to have some ash on hand, you know, for burning other incense. And uh, if you want, like the hero spear, recipe which consists of mugwort basil and skullcap is available in my blog about the hero spear now anoint yourself as you feel led you can anoint yourself at the with the ash going into the ritual at the end of the ritual you can also have candles if you like one for representing each of the five different colors so just to review the five colors are the yellow starfire the red fire of creation, the black fire of her torches, the purple witch fire, and the white fire of destruction. If you want to anoint yourself with ash uh, throughout the ritual, the position for the yellow star fire is the right upper forehead or your right shoulder. The red fire of creation is the right middle forehead or the right hand. The purple witch fire is uh, your left shoulder, sorry, your left, I'm going to say that all again. Yellow star fire, uh, right upper forehead, right shoulder. Red fire of creation, uh, right lower forehead, right foot. Purple witch fire, left shoulder, left foot, or left lower, or left, uh, going to say this again and hopefully I won't have to redo this whole audio class for all of you anyway let's try this again yellow star fire would be on the forehead it would be the right upper forehead and your right shoulder the red fire of creation is your right lower forehead your right foot The witch fire would be your left upper forehead and your left shoulder. The white fire of destruction would be your left lower forehead and your left foot. And then the black fire of her torches would be your crown and your, and your heart center if you wanted to do it on a body point. So those are the five points. Sorry about the confusion there. Um, you can light, if you do set up the five candles, you can light your candle at the beginning of the ritual if you just have one, and then kind of close your eyes and trance into what I'm going to say, or you can work through, and as I talk about the fires, I'll light your candles.
So I think that's everything you need to know for preparation for doing the journey. It's about 10 minutes long, longer if you pause. I will, uh, when we get to the kind of the experiential part where the messages come forward and you're scrying in the flames, I'll pause and play music. Um, and you can, of course, pause the audio if you need to for longer as well. So when you're ready, I'm asking you to come on a journey with me to Hecate's inner temple, where you will experience the beautiful power of Hecate's sacred fire. This is my gift to you in celebration of May and Hecate's beautiful fires of creation. Hail Hecate. I'm asking you to open your mind's eye, to relax, to see before you a beautiful altar. On the altar are gifts to Hecate, beautiful plants, sacred to her, oak, rose, the poisonous treasures that she brings to us of aconite, foxglove, mandrake. A beautiful statue of Hecate stands before you. The smell of incense fills the air. This is the incense of the Hierospia, the incense of her sacred fire. Breathe in the scent of mugwort, that spirit that opens the gates to astral travel. Behold the tang of basil in the air, the herb of initiation, and skullcap, dancer, crisper. Feel the binding power of this herb. It's almost like a touch of mint, blending with the mysteries of basil and the magic of mugwort. Breathing it in as a skullcap adds clarity and purpose to our work here. Earthy mugwort, fiery basil, airy skullcap, mixing and mingling surrounding you inviting you to open up to the spirits of the Hierospia. Breathing in the energy of the Hierospia invigorates your spirit self, awakening the part of you that we can become so disconnected from with the demands of human life. The holy fire invigorates, cleanses, bringing comfort and ease to your physical body while calling forward strongly as though the smoke in your lungs was like a beacon activating, calling you onward, calling you home to where you can dance in Hecate's sacred fire. Before you answer the call, joining me on the starry road, take a moment to tether your physical self to the ground making sure that your roots are extended deep through the floor and into the earth secure. Peace fills your physical body, safe and secure, comfortable at rest with steady breath. Now, 
When you are ready, I'm going to ask you to turn your eyes upward, to close your humid eyes, to see with your third eye. It is the vision of your spirit self, your etheric, onboard, true, unlimited, eternal self. That is the spirit that answers Hecate's call, the spirit of Hecate witchcraft. Slide effortlessly upward past the moon. Separating from your physical body. I welcome you here to the inner temple. We have spirits that inhabit our inner temple. You may see them. Animal spirits, plant spirits, demons, guardians. You may see others who are here also to do their journeys and their work to find comfort and solace, kinship and camaraderie. Enter freely, bringing only goodwill, with a pure heart, sincere intentions to understand the magic and mysteries of Hecate's fires. Come sit here in the middle of this room, a large open room surrounded by pillars with clouds under our feet and the moonlight to light us and the star fire around us with the earth distant yet close and Hecate's presence permeating every molecule every atom of this place stand with me here in this circle I show you and you experience her wheel of fire. There are things I need to tell you. Things that Hecate would have me reveal to you. She spoke to me of her fires, saying this that she was born of the stars and the darkness, and she was nurtured by them both. These gave life to her sacred flame, the Hero's Pure, that she is. She is the daughter of the universe, with precedence over all gods, all things. Her fire reigns supreme. Her fire breathes life into the world. Descending into her fiery cave at the Earth's core. Her flames fueling all that is known. And from hence she walks the world. Guiding her chosen. Lending her fire to her witches. Fueling our powers. Sparking our soul igniting our spirit and always lighting our way. Such is the way of the Dark Mother, who both births all and destroys all. Her fires of creation, igniting, destroying. 
the cycle is complete. Hecate's wheel of fire is without end or beginning. The flame burns and gives birth. Her smoke spreads her power and influence. And we always, her witches, rise again from the ashes. The fires of creation and destruction. We honor her through speaking the truth of our witch fire, by lighting the way of others, and by burning all that harms. For her fires give life and death, and our fires do the same. Hail to the queen of the sacred fires, bestower of life, destroyer of lies. We light our fire to symbolize the power of creation. We bless this smoke, sending forth the power of her flame. And we claim our witch fire by marking ourselves with her ashes. Hail to thee, Hecate, Hieros Pierre. We honor you on this night of your sacred fires. You are the wheel of fire, the star fire, the fire of the world, the guiding torch, the source of our witch fire, and the fire of destruction. Hail Hecate, Hieros Pier, you are the sacred fire. Mistress, lend us your fires this night. We stand together in this circle, casting forth your wheel of fire. Join us with your wheel of fire as we release, heal, and claim our own internal one. We evoke the yellow star fire, Hecate Astroidia, Hecate of the stars, star walker, queen of the heavens, mistress of Hecate's hall, she who reigns above all other gods, with her yellow star fire, I call it forth and cast it round us. We evoke the red fire of creation, the lifeblood, the red fire. We hail and call forward Hecate, Pometer, Great Mother, Divine Midwife, she who births the world and fuels the world. We spin the red fire of creation around us now, joining with the yellow star fire. We call forth your torchlight, shining in the blackest night, the darkest flame when all others have abandoned us, the black fire that heals and calms, protects and banishes, binds, curses, and hexes. This is our black fire of the witch. Hail to Hecate Lampadia Scotia, the dark torch. Hail to the Melina Pier, the black holy fire.
We call forward now the purple sovereign fire, Hecate Anasa, Hecate the Queen, Hecate Regina Maleficara, Queen of Witches, your purple witch fire, the secret fire of the witches, of our personal power and our strength. We call forth you now. Royal Hecate, Archicos, may we claim our sovereign witch fire. We wrap and dance in the purple flames as they encircle us now. We add to the yellow starfire, the red fire of creation, the black fire of her torches and darkness, and the purple fire of our sovereign witch powers. We add and evoke Hecate, the white fire of destruction, terrible queen, Anasa Enoroi, Brimo, fiercest destroyer and trapper, call you forward now. Burn away from us all that which no longer serves. flames basking in their glow, seeing the colors of the five flames, the yellow starfire, the red fire creation, the black fire of her torches, the purple fire of our witch fire, and the white fire of destruction. We dance with these flames, weaving them with our own, being the fire dancer seeing the truth in the flames, joining with the spirits of the flames, and with Hecate herself as she reveals herself to us. We are one with the wheel of fire. The flames protect us, Hecate's chosen. They blend and shift, taking shape, speaking truth, creating us from their flames. Open yourself completely to the wheel of fire. Transformation, power, strength, wisdom, truth. The yellow star fire, the red fire of creation, the black torch fire, the purple witch fire, and the white fire of destruction. Dance in the flames. Dance with me in the flames. Dance with all the others, the witches, ancient, 
and modern, known and unknown. Anoint, ourself, anoint yourself with the ashes. Breathe in the sacred smoke. See the mysteries revealed. Mighty Hecate, Hero's Pier, Sacred Fire, all gratitude to you for giving me your sacred fire. May I use it wisely. May I be reborn from the ashes. May the smoke fill my body and may I use it to practice my magic. I am we are your fire made flesh. Your fire runs through our veins as molten lava. Your smoke is our breath, and from the ashes we rise. We release the white fire of destruction. We release the purple witch fire. We release the black fire of the torches. We release the red fire of creation. And we release the yellow star fire, the most prim primal fire. Our own internal fires restored, burning, warming us, all that no longer serves us burnt away. We mark ourselves with ashes. The wheel of fire has now been released. Her fire is burned within each of us, marked by her ashes, infused with her sacred smoke, warmed by the flames. Now it's time to separate from each other and from the inner temple. 
returning back to the middle world of everyday life with a steady breath take leave of the inner temple whole strong and true traveling back to your physical self keeping your breath steady sliding back into your body feeling all the sensations begin to return reunited infusing your physical being with the powers of the wheel of fire all distress and discomfort are burned away deep peace and warmth contentment fulfillment wholeness a sense of purpose and renewal of creation and inspiration and motivation the reunion is now complete as is our ritual and our time together celebrating Hecate's sacred fires on the full moon. I welcome you back and I express my deep gratitude for trusting me to share this journey with me. Take good care of yourself as always after completing this journey you know make sure you get yourself a snack pull yourself really back into the mundane world we'll go for a little walk um, if you want this is a good time to do a short ritual where you make some offerings to Hecate on the May full moon um, and make sure you write about it and also share with me reach out to me through email is always my preferred method of communication cindy at keepingherkeys.com and cindy is c-y-n-d-i at keepingherkeys.com share with us in Hecate's cave or the witch's realm and uh, thank you again and I hope you sincerely enjoyed this journey. If you're hearing this journey and it's not the May full moon, do it, you know, do it as you feel led. The May full moon is a special time for celebrating Hecate's sacred fires, but you may need to really connect with your own fires or her fires at any time of the year. So, you know, do as you feel led and just always celebrate Hecate's sacred fires and your own. Hail to the heroes. Yeah.